First off, apologies if there's still an audience out there wondering where the hell the binge watchers have been. And they haven't been throwing out any nothing but Netflix or box office rewinds or anything. Season 9 has been a little patchy, I will admit. Um, have not it's been on game. the mic. Uh, Is this say... the Game of Thrones Season 8 for Binge Watchers? <laughs> <laughs> Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. didn't make it we pick somebody else uh, uh i'll just say no i got a lot of shit going on in my personal life and uh most of it i'm not going to reveal on the podcast because this isn't a podcast called your personal life live <laughs> your therapy <laughs> session <laughs> therapy <laughs> sesh yeah although oh if you think about it some introverted recluses recluses yeah make sure because it's audio Try to enunciate. Um, I'm sure podcast is cathartic for a certain number of people out there that are just putting their diaries on iTunes, you know? Um, well, you know what's hard for our show is, like, we're more than a movie show, but uh, less than a mainstream show, and we have a mainstream name. I feel like we kind of fit in a couple of different categories. And it's really hard to narrow it down. And it, we've had these really peaks and valleys of like popularity, but like we can't compete with the giant entertainment magazine shows because we don't have any money for marketing. But then also we're not like so not mainstream that we're this little slice of pie. You know what I mean? So so it's like, yeah. And, and the themes change over time. That's the one consistent thing about the show. Is that the show? The show. The show As we changed. Change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show is in a constant state of flux since it, since it's been created. That I mean, it's great now that it breaks up into seasons. So in theory, every season, you know, will have its own like ebb and flow, right? Right. Um, this is a crunchy season. I would describe it. It's not smooth <sighs> peanut butter. It's it's crunchy. We had a killer season 8. All our season 8 episodes are fucking great. Actually, as far as production value, the season 9 stuff has been just as good as season 8. Um, lately, like, we've been killing it. But the last six months have been, like, high-quality fucking shows. We've been on point. We've been talking about movies we love. We've explained why we're talking about those movies that particular week. And uh, it's been pretty good. But this is not going to be one of those shows that Nick likes to do where we just literally talk about behind-the-scenes of Binge Watchers or, like try to justify all of our decisions on the microphone we actually have something we're supposed to be talking about and it's it's a movie that that dave brought to my attention so i, I actually you're, you're gonna kind of be the leader on this one this week dave no pressure that uh, you're gonna have to you're of gonna course have to... you pick the week where my voice is shot to shit no, you sound, <laughs> sound great to me <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to mute when i know i'm gonna have a coffin fit oh man yeah so this is going to sound like a whole bunch of bleeping out or silence. <laughs> See, but I'm lazy. Uh, I'm not like, I'm not this really studious editor. Like, I'm not going to take the time to bleep everything that needs to be bleeped, you know? 
like it. And that's true of the swearing, too. Uh, unless somebody says something really egregious, I don't think I ever go back and really... I'm mostly taking out pops and blips and background noise, you know, like... I'm not really concentrating on... Oh, look, he's drinking a cup of water now. I will make you listen to him drink that water. I have made you listen to him drink that water. Well, I mean... Oh, man. When we were slightly so younger, drinking used to be part of the show, but don't ever... Don't tell anybody that. You know, don't, don't, <laughs> don't like, say it, like, on a microphone recorded that goes out on the internet or anything, but, you know, don't ever say that. You know what I'm saying? David, just don't ever do that. I won't. All right. All right. So, what did we watch this week? We watched The Headhunter. Yeah. Although, I watched it a couple weeks ago. And, uh... Um, I, I don't know. Um, I caught wind of this because of an article that explained that there was this great low-budget horror movie hmm. that looked like way, like, $10 million. Hmm. Um, well, maybe $10 million is stretching it, but um, he's not wrong that they stretched a dollar. No, look, the poster looks great. The characterization the, the photography is great. Looks, the cinematography is pretty great. I mean, you know, it's... Well, uh, I mean, but you got drones now you can buy for $300. You can go, like, you know, I don't know, well, that's, 2,000 feet up true. in the air, you know? That's uh, true, but again, I'm still, I don't know, maybe I'm still amazed that, like, you know, now people are taking the technology and using it to go further instead of just showing what they can do. Like, okay, we can do high shots, and now they're incorporating just focusing on storytelling now yeah. with that kind of technology. Um, you were talking about Game of Thrones. You know, they like to have these aerial shots with these cranes. And those cranes are probably like, I don't know. I mean, again, I've never had to order a crane shot because I've never been on a production big enough to order a crane shot. But I, I imagine a crane shot costs more than a million dollars. But a drone that costs you between $300 and $2,000 can go up right. high enough, it can mimic a crane shot. So, essentially, if you wanted to pretend that your show had a bunch of dragons like Game of Thrones, you could, you know, shoot a drone over the Sierra Nevada mountains or whatever, and you could get really good aerial shots. Hedder's shot in, like, another country, though, right? Isn't it, like, in Norway or something? With a Norwegian actor? I mean, it, it feels like that. That, I'm not sure. I can't... Um... He certainly feels like a Nori, or, you know, has that look. Um, yeah, it's, he's de well, it's definitely a Viking saga. It feels like it just takes place in, like, some alternate, like, Viking Earth or something. And, uh, um, oh, it's isolated. We don't really know that much about the kingdom, except for the king is ordering a bunch of monster killings. And that's how this guy yeah. makes his living. And then, you don't really know. I mean, like, it's only implied that his daughter was killed by a monster. Because you see her, and she looks like she's caught the flu. Inside of their winter camp, they have like a tent in the middle of the woods, mm. and uh, and then I guess I guess you could speculate that he went off to kill a different monster, and then it came and attacked the daughter, or I don't know, whatever. Um, but he just has like a little hut. He has like a, a winter camp when he's hunting, and then he has a little house. Yeah, and, just uh, a tiny little shack kind of thing. Yeah, where but, he constantly like once he has his kill. I mean, this is you know why it's called the headhunter. Um, you know, cuts off their heads and puts it on his wall. Well, yeah, that's how this guy makes a living, right? Like, he just goes around and kills monsters all day. Yeah. Um, the monsters look cool. I mean, again, like Dave was talking about, they they stretched the production value because they, they made all the monster heads, did not make the monster bodies, and there are no monster battles. 
but they <laughs> but they did some great uh, i mean they, they did a lot of stuff to great effect like with sound effects or um you oh, know yeah, they'd have these like those, giant uh, looming shadows that gave you the idea of like how big these fuckers were but right. of course you didn't like see the whole body and a great deal of time passes because at least two or three seasons pass you know right. to show the passage of time um and it's real funny how they set things up. They, they keep showing you that he neglects to fix a window in his hut. And you're just like, okay, so we've seen the window flap about ten times now. What What is that? Nothing. It's just scenery. Right. It's background. It's showing the passage of time. And then, boom, no, it's a plot device. So that's what's good. Right. It, it, it used. It was minimal, but everything... It was like they didn't waste a shot. Like They are like, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this. And maybe it's right. the expediency if we only have this much money and this much time. And uh, and we're gonna make this movie. I don't know. I mean, this is like the perfect example of like, okay, we have this location, we can get this actor, and uh, we could tell this story with this budget. Mm. I mean, it's very, um, you know, like it was a shack. Some um, what I'm assuming was woods around the area of the shack. Yeah, it's you like know, I'm just... it's literally three locations. It's like a shack, a cave, in the woods. <laughs> like it's right. Only, so I'm know. sure, like everything was in close proximity. I mean, how this could? I, I don't. I wish I'd done a little more research to see where this was filmed, but I mean, this yeah. uh, for all you know, this was shot in you know Michigan. I don't know, you know. Yeah, it's like a an Airbnb. They just checked out an Airbnb for like the week. And then... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, they they really stretch a budget. I mean, I'm impressed. Um, hmm. This uh, the whole thing costs like thirty thousand dollars. And yeah, and you wonder where the uh, money came from. Like, did he put it on his credit card? And and who's the guy? Like, they, you don't can't like the thing is. He's definitely an independent filmmaker. There's not much information about him, but he's got some no, popular I mean, status for a couple of reasons. And Dave can, I'll let Dave take the, well, again. Yeah, because he, um, you know, he's made a, he's only made three features. This is the third one, but I mean, yeah. he's done a lot of short films, but um, the the movie I was uh, saw, and this was like the early days of Netflix when they just scrambled to get anything they could put up. I like, mm. stumbled across Thanks Killing. Which I thought was like a spoof on uh, the from a grindhouse. Hmm. Uh, thanks, yeah. But uh, it's about a talking. It's about a murderous talking turkey. Like yeah. it is. Did, does he attack know, real people in the first movie though? Yes. Because okay, because the second movie, which is, which is called Thanksgiving, is the third. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving three because they said they skipped over two because it disappeared. Is like all filled with turkey puppets and like really like. Uh, Tromeo and Juliet type stuff and um and like Meet the Feebles kind of kind of shit, you know? Yeah. They're actually like the best trauma movies that weren't produced by trauma. Yeah. <laughs> is the be- is kind of the best way to look at it. I mean the the turkey puppet is ridiculous and it's supposed to be. It's it's shouting one-liners like um, you know, like an old 50s comic like a Henny Youngman or something if mm. kids anybody remembers who that is. Wow. <laughs> um and then you said the guy made a Critters short film or something. Yeah, I went. Um, I I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I, he's got a website up and he's got some of his short films on there, including the Critters one. But was that licensed um, or that's just a fan film? You know, I can't seem to get much information about it. I'm assuming it's a fan film. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I really, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is actually the first movie that I've seen that this guy has done. Um. Cause I'm not gonna spoil it. I get like he takes trophies, he puts the monster set on his wall. He has some kind of um, I don't know what you want to call it a uh, 
a concoction, a serum, uh, a substance that he makes. Oh yes, that like uh, and like that, heals you know, him. Yeah, but you wonder like the, the first time it happened, it must have been on accident, right? He must have spilled monster blood on himself, and then he's like, oh, my shoulder re- right. ca- might be like, I no longer have like a torn, you know, meniscus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something, whatever, you know, uh, like oh my arm, my my fingers are back, but um, he should have known better. I mean, like like again, like they set up these plot devices, but. If he has all this experience with all these monsters, and then, like, he should know. It, I don't know. He should know. Because he made three bottles of this magic elixir that he puts in his little hut. And it gets exposed, and obviously, blah, 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 blah. And this monster's looking for something, blah, 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 blah. And it, it jeopardizes the guy's whole operation. And then, like, when you see the monster looking for a new body, and then, like, once you realize it's going for the daughter's grave, you're like, holy shit. You, right. you know what I mean? Like now, now you're invested. You're like the monster is gonna like attach itself to the daughter's corpse, and then the the dad's gonna have to fight his undead daughter's corpse. Ugh, right. Um, but it didn't get to that quite that level. It it went more like Army of Darkness, like the skeleton. A little was, bit, yeah. yeah. Like I thought it was very Evil be this, Dead too. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was gonna be like it was slapstick and kind of zany. And what's weird is like they took so much time with the other monster heads. That when they finally got to the final monster, the boss fight, if you will, it right. it, it, it was it looked it was the dumbest looking of all the monsters. You know what I mean? Like it has a spinal cord that it wants to attach itself to other bodies, and I guess that's its monster power. It steals bodies, but like I thought the daughter was going to be like some grotesque zombie type thing that was going to devour her father, but it was just a skeleton, you know, with this little monster head, and the monster head is actually like deformed and like what two sizes smaller than a human head right right yeah so and then he wrestles with it i'm not gonna tell you the ending uh, i'll just i mean you obviously know what the monster's motivation is the guy's motivation unclear he's looking for the monster to kill his daughter it suggests that this monster is the one that did it but there's no clarification because no other human beings talk to this guy this entire time so, no he's he's the only screen or the only face yeah, well so, other than his daughter that so, you see on screen yeah. at all. So if the marketing for the movie didn't tell us that he was looking for the monster that killed his daughter, we wouldn't know this last monster was the one. You know? Right. He just sees, like, these posters that I guess, like like I said, like it's implied that a king sends out a messenger and they put posters around for, like, oh, reward for killing this monster. And he goes after each one and then... But again, the production design on the armor, the suit of armor and the sword... Like you're kind of invested because it's a bit, it's a little bit like um, Mad Mardigan from Willow, or right. or you know you already said Game of Thrones. Anything medieval, medieval fantasy that's popular right now, this guy could easily fit into one of those eh, you know type of deals. You know what I mean? So he's just a big broody type of guy with some emotional like, pain. You know who just I don't know. Yeah, he just looks like somebody off that show Vikings. At least I'm assuming. Never yeah. watched it. Yeah. Um. Did he look anything like the gay biker that tried to pick you up? No. Oh, okay. So just thought maybe. <laughs> that guy didn't have a beard. <laughs> um, what kind of biker has a baby face? Tell me that. I don't know, man. So I don't know. What, what would you rate this? Uh, binge now, binge later, binge never? Probably binge later. I don't think it's so exciting you have to get to it immediately. Like, it doesn't rank. It just doesn't, like... This is a gut reaction. I saw the it was advertised on my phone. It was suggested to me by my like streaming thing that I have, 
which is I think I, I think it was suggested on um, Voodoo. Probably to me, it was probably that's how it was suggested. Saw an article on like Screen Rant or something, and uh, so it been it been I had been exposed to it, but never d didn't sit down and go like, okay, gotta watch it right now. Um, so but it's a binge later for me. I'd say that's fair. Um, I really enjoyed it, but yeah, I wouldn't say you got to rush, uh, especially because it's only available for rent right now. Once this pops up on Netflix, like I'd say this is a perfect Sunday afternoon watch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the other thing, um, you know, in in the world of like three hour Avenger movies, which I haven't seen it, so I'm not judging, but uh, in the in the world of like three hour comic book movies, it was nice to see something that was like less than an hour 20 but total full story and i didn't feel like it was too short or fuck too long <laughs> you know? no i mean like if this guy can do this for 30 grand i mean you kind of want to see like if you give him 30 million what is he going to do with it you know you know i i think i don't know um so there's some people man that like you, you kind of have to limit them otherwise they uh, if you give them the world and they turn out shit just because crank nobody... out shit <laughs> right you know, like there, there are there are those filmmakers, um, which actually it's funny right now. I'm listening to this like book or this series on uh, Val Luton, who was like a horror producer of the f uh, 40s. Yeah. And um, coincidentally, I see a link here. Like um, this movie is a lot like this uh, movie called Cat People from the 1940s, mm. where they they had the they create had to create a monster, but didn't really have a budget to create a physical monster. So they did a lot of shit with shadows and suggestion, and that's kind of what this movie does. If you don't have the budget to create the monster, then you uh, let the theater of the mind work for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is a good resource. I don't think a lot of filmmakers take advantage of. If show less, you feel more. Well, we were gonna do that with our car and the tentacle thing, and right. uh, and we did it. We did it with a tiny shopping cart in film school. You know what I mean? Like we had quite yeah. a few POV shots. You know, granted, we did have a model that represented the, the shopping cart that was supposed to be alive, but we put you in the head of the character, and that's when you felt like, when he was stalking his victims, that you started, suggestibility, that's what it is. You know, you suggest, mm. and you start to believe it, because your mind, your mind fills in those gaps. It's like reading a good book. Your mind puts the pictures together for you. Right. I mean, that's, the, yeah, that's usually people's complaints. Well, the book was better. It's like, well... It may be, it's just because in your mind you had this vision of this actor or the way they looked or, you know, it went down this way. Because uh, their minds are the best. I don't know. <laughs> Usually what I do when I read a book is, like, I attach myself to a certain character and then I kind of ignore a lot of the other characters. Like, I, I'm not... Like, okay, I read most of the printed Game of Thrones books... I read all the way to Feast of Crows, and I was really just following Jon Snow's story, and I like Tyrion and Jamie Lannister kind of equally, but there were a lot of throwaway characters in those books for me, and I mean, there's throwaway characters in the show that I don't care about either, so I didn't have to have a perfect ending on that show, because I take it or leave it, you know, but... Right. Well... I know this isn't the Game of Thrones show, although it kind of fits in with the other the movie we watched. But well, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking medieval fantasy or whatever. Um, is there a fantasy movie that's a binge now? Oh, fantasy. To um, get ahead of the headhunter. You know, um, I haven't watched it for years. Um, like this is kind of 
this is kind of your sweet spot. You've seen way more. Uh, so. Did you hear what I just said? I didn't even realize I just said it until I thought about it two seconds later. I just said, get ahead of the headhunter. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That was, um, on, that was on accident. It wasn't even intended to be like a clever... It's not even anything. I just, uh, I just said it. You know, Medieval Fantasy, um, I would say maybe... Oh, man, it's either a toss-up between Legend with Tom Cruise or Ooh. Dragonheart. Ooh, yeah. Dragonheart's actually, what did I see? It's either on Tubi right now. I think it's on Tubi. Like, see, here's what's amazing. These little niche films that we talk about on like on our show a lot mm-hmm. is now starting to pop up on all these little streaming apps. So, like, p- people are going to have access to these movies now. Like, you know, the it's cool. It's very cool. Oh, I, uh... Yeah, yeah, I could I could second binge now like a legend. Legend is pretty pinnacle, and but I, I like okay. I usually hate when a studio interferes with a movie. I thought they intentionally wanted Tangerine Dream as a soundtrack, because to me, I thought that shit was fucking crazy. You had a fantasy movie with a fucking killer eighty soundtrack, but I guess that was like the studio because the band was popular and they they wanted to do it, not like the filmmakers' choice. The filmmakers wanted this other score. Which in the director's cut or whatever special edition DVD, they put that Ridley Scott score back in it. But they should have never revealed that because I thought that was like the coolest thing. They had a popular 80s band do a, a score to a fantasy movie. And you well, see that were, a lot in like... The rage in the 80s, man. Like uh, not, yeah, totally. not so much for their... Um, actually, just for their scores. Like I don't know if they were a regular band, like, but they, uh, they were definitely like... They popped up in like... ton. They did scores for tons of movies in the 80s. Um what is it? Uh, to live and die in L.A. And I know there's a ton more than I'm probably not thinking of right now, but hmm. um, I don't know. Was it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like if you look up Tangerine Dream, like you'll find like they did a bunch of scores in yeah. the late '70s and early '80s. But if you watch, I don't know. I don't know how much anime watches. Um, how many? Uh, well, how much anime David watches? But a lot of anime has like rock and roll soundtracks even when they're doing, like, fantastic elements. So when they have their monster killers or knights or whatever battles, you hear a lot of, like, techno or 80s shit or 90s rock or whatever. So, like, I thought that was really cool, in Legend anyway. So, yeah, I definitely could support Binge Now, Go Watch Legend with Tim Curry as a freaking devil, you know? And that's the other thing, too, is, you know, Tom Cruise is this little forest boy, but he's fighting the fucking devil, and his girlfriend has a pet unicorn. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't get really any better than that. And and then there's goblins who are who are like pulling like a coup, like they don't want to work for the devil and they're like trying to you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> like the little baddies are trying to like, you know, rebel and I don't know, it's awesome. It's and, a I mean that that movie's like a master class in like fucking practical effects and makeup and like I mean they they blew their wad on that fucking movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Pinewood Studios, where like a lot of famous movies have been shot over in England. Oh, the original Pinewood Studios, it was before it burned down. So, there you go. A little piece of film history, cinema history. Um, what else is going on in the world? Uh, let's see. Stranger Things has come back. Game of Thrones just ended. They're supposed to be doing Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Uh, the Game of Thrones guys, the the double D's as they call those producers, are supposed to go over and do a Star Wars thing. So yeah, that doesn't bode well. Disney bought Hulu, so now Disney owns like ninety percent of the film industry, which is fucking crazy. 
Like, we didn't already know that was going to happen. Uh, Disney already had, like, a huge stake in it to begin with because ABC owned a part of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I don't know why anybody's jaws dropped when that happened because, like, why didn't anybody well, see the writing on the wall? It's kind of scary that one company is going to control all the media that the, we consume. You know, I don't know. That's that's what kills me. Is like I don't understand why this was allowed. I mean, it's like it's, it's clearly allowed. a monopoly. It's, it's super illegal. It's like, like well, yes, yeah. that's true. But like fucking idiots up in Washington allowed it to happen. So I mean, fuck. Well, there you go. It's that it's that <laughs> money moving into the right hands. You know, I mean, like I hate to break everybody's hearts out there, but as I said, I'm having some difficulties in my personal life, and I recently realized. There is a dark side of capitalism, and this is where it exists. And I'll tell you, like, I'm a capitalist. I, I won't fucking lie. I don't want socialism. I don't want communism. I don't want any of that shit. I want a fair chance to earn what I deserve, but here's the real dark side of it. What rights you have, what, you're, what, you, what you can get to in life, and what level you can get to, is all determined by how much money you have. And literally nobody can hear your voice unless it has so much money behind it. And if you try to advocate for your rights, you, like, forget it. Like, it's equal, your your status and what you can get to in life in the United States is determined by how much money you have or what leverage you can get to get more money. It's a brutal truth, but it's really how things operate. Like, really, if you take away all the romance and everything and the robber barons and everything that we glorify... That that's all. Of, that's fucking. That's it. You know, that's it. I'm not gonna leave it there because the <laughs> winding down the show, and I can't. I can't leave it there because that could be really depressing to some people. The binge never is a fantasy movie that Ubal made. So, oh God! And In the uh, name of the king. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In the name of the king or. Whatever it is, which is like a D&D or some kind of Dungeon Dragons type, like, I think it's a card game, I think, or it was a video game, one of his, I don't even know. So I forget where the adaptation came from, but the main character's name is Farmer, because I couldn't think of a name. They literally named him after his occupation. That's right. And the masks are like, we're talking like Troll 2 level, let's make one mask and then just get 300 copies of it they're rubber masks they they don't even attach to the actors so you know how like they try to blend it in with with makeup like if you watch a movie like you see the orcs are blended in with their makeup because they give body makeup and then they blend it into the so you don't see the neckline of the mask these guys you can see their ogres are just literally people wearing masks you know what i mean <laughs> so it's it's pretty ridiculous so that's the binge never is in the name of the king and also Ray Liotta plays a wizard in that movie. Well, let me say that again. Ray Liotta plays a wizard in that movie. So, a good fairy and, uh, fellow. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, and I think Burt Reynolds was the king. Oh, well, yeah. They might have even gone that far, huh? Uh, yeah. They, and, like, and they did nothing to like make him look like, like of the exists. old times. It's just yeah. like, net, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised oh, he didn't have on a leather jacket and chewed bubble gum. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? <laughs> so there you go so binge now would be legend binge later would be the headhunter and binge never would be in the name of the king i agree with that yeah so those three movies you can go out two that you can go out and watch if you watch the third one that's literally on you um 
So listen, we have Twitter pages, Facebook pages. We have a Facebook group now. Um, we're kind of everywhere. I like listening in CastBox. I think that's a cool player. Um, but we're available everywhere, so it really doesn't matter. Um, but I like the way that one's... Where you can get it. Yeah, exactly. You know, Binge Watchers is everywhere. So binge with us. Stay up all night. Watch the movies we're talking about. You can send us an email if you fucking know how to use your email. I know you do. But you haven't been sending us anything, so there's nothing to talk about. And we can't give you praises or even invite you to win awards if you don't give us reviews. That's how that's it's, it's tit for tat, folks. You know, exchange of goods. Barter with us. You know what I'm saying? Um, write to us and tell us what your favorite burrito is. And then we'll come up with a whole this movie discussion based around what movies have the best burritos. See how this works? Like, you can... Talk, you, you can participate in the binge watching. That, that's how it works. Um, next week we're probably going to talk about this movie called Heart Condition, which is a movie, a buddy cop movie, with Bob Hoskins, who's a great actor, not with us anymore, and Denzel Washington probably in one of his first roles. I would imagine he's definitely a lean, mean uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, this was like the early, yeah, the post uh, whatever that TV show he was on in like round glory days, if any are. The movie Glory. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I guess that was another one. <laughs>